Hello, welcome to Appalachia Weekly, episode 29, the podcast where we talk about the latest Apple news and rumors. For today's episode, I'd like to introduce Brom again. Um, Brom, thank you for joining today's episode. Thanks for letting me be a part of it, Holden. I'm glad to have you back yet again. It's been a pleasure. I really love talking with you about this stuff, man. It's great to be a part me of the too. community, and and it's a, it's a good time for leaks right now. It's going to be an exciting show. Definitely. I, I totally agree with you. So if you guys are new to the podcast, be sure to give us a follow. Well, first, check out our social media platforms. Um, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Appleosophy. And of course, for the latest Apple news and rumors, you can visit Appleosophy.com. Okay, so our first story we're we'll talking about is Power... We're going to be talking about the Powerbeats Pro. So the Powerbeats Pro are coming in four new colors available june 9th these just dropped by the way this is like a breaking news story right now oh my gosh this This is like minutes before we we started the recording okay Okay, brahm so if you look all right look in the article look at the title (laughs) look at that type i just now noticing that (laughs) in four new colors power power boats My, I think that I was the one who edited the article, so I'll take the blame on so that. So what Holden is referring to, if you guys aren't online right now, is if you look on Appleosophy, there's a slight, slight typo in, in the title of the article announcing the new Power Beats Pro. Power Boats Pro. <laughs> so we're working Oops. on correcting we'll, we'll, that. We'll get that. The new Power Beats Pro are available on June 5th, right? They come in four new colors. Spring They're... Yellow, Cloud Pink, Lava Red, and Glacier Blue. My understanding is, other than that, it's the same specs, same hardware, everything, uh, and they start at two forty nine. Correct. Yeah, they'll be. The, they're the same. They're the same exact specs, I believe, in price as the um, as the other models. Um, I mean, sorry, the other colors. I don't believe there's a difference in the models, but um, it, I think they're just additional colors Apple is adding. So, what are we looking uh, at here, Holden, as far as specs for people who aren't familiar? We have uh, IP64 sweat and water resistance, nine hours so, of playback time. What else? What else can, what do you know about these products? Okay. So, for specs, um, in terms of specs, it'll have an H1 chip, which allows easy pairing and other features like Hey Siri. And then there's also on ear control on each earbud earbud which allows charging volume and tracks and then they have adjustable hooks which makes it more comfortable to wear and of course it comes with extra i think up to four extra ear tips well what's Um, interesting about these is you know we're familiar with this form factor it's been out for quite a while now these are just new colors but beyond this athletic form factor which uh, enables you to uh, be more active run do flips and cartwheels and all this stuff they don't even fall out beyond that form factor um, nine hours of playback time, 24 hours in the, of, of battery available in the charging case. Um, and then you have this volume rocker on the left earbud, which is sort of a competitive advantage if you compare it to the AirPods, because the AirPods, unless you want to fumble with an Apple Watch or your phone, controlling the volume is a little bit finicky. There's no quick action to do that on the side. So I think that's really cool. Um, I think so too. That that volume rocker is um, there. I actually... I actually reviewed and tried on the Powerbeats Pro um, back in May 2019. Um, I ordered the Powerbeats Pro for Appleosophy to check out. Yeah. Um, just and I gotta say, my experience with the Powerbeats Pro were honestly amazing. 
I, you I, like the sound? I, it, it, yeah, I love the sound. I lo- it felt good on my ear. There's I only have one complaint, and that one complaint is it's a little tricky to like put on your ear. Like it actually takes time to, to like put them on. Like, I could just it could just be me. I'm sure once you use it more, it'll be easier to put on. Of course, but I mean, it just took me. It took me. It took me like a good two minutes to get them on. To, to for it to feel comfortable, huh? Like I think the first second time I tried putting them on. Um, but it's a unique design it, with the hook and everything. It's kind of it's like something is grasping your ears. They don't work very well on me because I have dumbo ears. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, I think I think it's cool that they're. They're adding new colors. I would have liked to see, um, you know, as we know, it still comes with the four extra ear tips for better customization, a better fit. I would have loved to see some of that AirPods Pro technology where we could snap the ear tips on and clip them in for better security. I would have loved to see things like that. Um, uh, Beyond new colors, there aren't really any hardware improvements here, but it's a welcome change, I guess, right? Yeah, I I believe so. But the... But I mean, I'm just going back and thinking. It, it took me like a good two minutes to get them on, and I I think part of it was because I it was the first time I ever used a form factor like this, and I was trying to figure it out. But um, I'm sure once you use them daily, like it's a piece of cake. But this could just be stupid me trying to put well, them on for the first. Well, time. I'll tell you what, I have the old wired ones, and I feel the, the old wired Power Beats. I think they're Power Beats three, mm-hmm. and unless I'm working out with them, I feel kind of silly wearing them. It's like way too much security for just sitting out at your desk and typing. It's really weird. Yeah, but I did try. On Someone the in the comments compared you to Jacob Barber from Defending Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> With the haircut. I guess, I guess so. You're looking really um, mysterious, man. No, okay, that doesn't surprise me. Um, <laughs> call, no, some people called me the Polar Express kid. I look like oh, the Polar I can see Express that. kid. Like. All, oh, that's like, funny, man. Everyone, everyone kept calling me that. I'm like, everyone just caught, everyone just kept calling me Polar Express boy or kid, Apple boy. I get that, like that that name sticks to me. Um, that doesn't we, surprise me. One, we day. both had our fair why. share of, of bullying in school for liking Apple. I guess so. I mean, I remember one time. Right, this was really funny. There was one time I was, um, I was in seventh grade, and, um. I wrote, had to write an essay, right? So I wrote a whole entire essay on how to bypass the school uh, firewall. Oh, boy. <laughs> and, and the teacher actually liked it. Like, she thought it was cool. And then I, I was working on it, like, in study hall, and the other teacher looked when I was reading what I wrote, and, and he said, oh, well, that's really cool. Can you do it for me or something like that? <laughs> but, I mean... It pays off to be a nerd sometimes. The teachers like you better than the students. Say yeah, that. I guess so. <laughs> I mean, all right moving I fin- on I finished, then. I finished school by the way too i feel so great congrats man well for the semester <laughs> yeah but yeah all right moving on we went way off topic but <laughs> hey we had we're having fun um so moving on um apple is now selling refurbished iphone 10r for 499 dollars yes I, yes i said that right it's a hundred dollars off than Apple. It's basically a hundred dollars off um, refurbished from Apple, which honestly I think is a good deal. Um, you think that's a steal? You think it's I worth think, it? I don't know if it classifies as a steal, but I think it's it's really close. I gotta say, it's, it's right between close. a steal and a mm, deal, right? Someone's com- <laughs> someone's commenting. Please 
please tell me your name. So I'm Holden, founder I'm of Appleosophy. <laughs> and that's, and yeah, that's Brown. Sorry, <laughs> I talked over you. <laughs> <laughs> He's an Appleosophy writer and podcast host. We don't rehearse these things, so it was... I wish we had like a show tune to go along with it, like, and I am Brom, and I'm Holden. Welcome I mean, to the Appleosophy show. I honestly, for this show, I don't even have a script. <laughs> I just have like a list of Appleosophy stories to go over and discuss, and that's it. Like, I don't even have like a script. Very much impromptu. I know. I just do it all in my head. <laughs> and that's the beauty of it is that you guys are here with us in the comments, sending in your questions. We get to interact with you guys. You know, if we just sat up here and read a script, it'd be a lot different. It'd be, it'd be boring. So we're glad that yeah, we have we, our we, viewers we, that tune in every week. Yeah, we want we don't really like please like if you get, I'm I do not want this show to be boring at all. We, I want to have a good time, have fun. So yeah. So talking about the iPhone 10R. Um. So the um, the iPhone 10R is now being sold on Apple's official online refurbished store, um, for customers in the United States at the starting price of four hundred ninety nine dollars. Um. So if you want to, if if you're just Thinking back, hmm, what's the iPhone XR again? Well, the iPhone XR was a budget model released along with it's the a, iPhone XS. It's a flagship. Max. Yeah, right. Um, it's, it had the price tag of seven forty nine, and now the price tag for a refurbished model is four ninety nine. People think uh, the five C ruined this, okay? Because people think that that flashy colors and the LCD screen is budget now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you could still make a great flagship with these specs. It all comes down to preference. You think about the performance in the iPhone XR with the A12 Bionic chip. Um, it's just a phenomenal phone. Its camera and what it's capable of as far as portrait mode and things like that is years ahead of any Android competitor. And so when you look at those things, um, just, to, just to be a part of the iPhone ecosystem, just to have those features and that, that kind of quality, that level of software support... Um, and the way that Apple prioritizes security for its users, it's really valuable. So, again, would I call right. this a steal? Not necessarily, um, but two hundred fifty dollars off close. its its, it's, a, its original retail price, which is okay from twenty eighteen. But I still think it's an excellent phone, and it has at least five to seven years of of software support guaranteed. And that's something you just don't see with any other smartphone in the market. Also, if you buy it True. from Apple refurbished. It comes with the one-year standard warranty. Right. So this thing's, um, you know, it's been stress-tested. It's been certified. Apple replaces the battery, runs all kinds of screen tests, performance tests on this thing. It's like a getting time, a new phone. Right. And as the time we're talking about this right now, I believe last time I checked, uh, the model, all models were sold out. But I'm pretty sure that it'll be back in stock. And once, they back, once they're back in stock, I think they're going to sell out fast again. One thing I noticed about Apple refers products is once Apple announces, like, publishes it on the refurbished store um it just stock flies by then it gets sold out and then it comes back i expect it to come back in stock which i'm basically saying well we talk about things like ram management and we on, on the iphone and how ios and ipad os handle that very well and people mm -hmm. play games with specs and say okay well it's only three gigs of ram and stuff like that if you never told the average user that they wouldn't they wouldn't see that as a weakness because of how efficient iOS is, how efficient that operating system is at keeping that phone in check and making sure that things are fast. Um, there was a recent lawsuit, we talked about it, uh, as far as the iPhone XR's modem, LTE modem, cellular modem, being slightly slower than the one in the XS and later. Mm -hmm. That might be something to consider. We'll see what comes of that lawsuit, um, if there's any proof. 
Well, yeah. uh, we'll have to wait to see. I want to ask your opinion on this, Holden. So sure. if we take a look at the article, it says 64, the 64 gigabyte variant of the iPhone XR on Apple's refurbished store starts out at 499. If you bring it up to 128 gigabytes, and 256, it's priced at 539 and 629, respectively. So again, 128 gigabyte is 539, and 256 is 629. At that 629 price tag, would you recommend to someone, hey, just pay the extra $70 and get a baseline uh, iPhone 11 at 64 gigs? Because 64 gigs is more than enough for a mm -hmm. lot of people. So I'll recommend, I, I'm actually rocking the iPhone 11 white 64 gigabytes, and I still have like, I think 27 gigabytes of storage left on my phone. I, I, six, for, I think it's just, I think it really depends like how much apps and storage you really use on your iPhone. For me, 64 gigabytes is plenty for me. Um, I mean, I use iCloud for everything else. It's like, well, and we're, everything. we're living in a day and age where, you know, people are always telling us, you know, cloud storage, all this stuff is on the horizon. It's going to be the future and stuff like that. And in many ways it is. Um, that's not to say that the five gigabytes that Apple's offering for free is needs to be updated, that that's, that does, that's not feasible for anybody. Um, so the people that are using iCloud effectively in a way that helps them save storage on their device are the people that are paying, you know, two, three, ten dollars monthly to, to upgrade their storage on iCloud. So iCloud really only comes into play if you're paying for it monthly, and that's a monthly subscription. That's you know that's a lot. Um, so when you think about storage, I love the fact that Apple upped the base storage and that it's it's sort of adopting this theme of doing that with all their products across all lines, including the MacBook, which starts at two fifty six now. The new MacBook Pro starts at two fifty six gigabytes on the hard drive instead of the one twenty eight. It's crappy. You couldn't even load load an update onto it without <laughs> running out of storage. <laughs> for sure. So it's, I'm glad to see that they're doing that. I just think it's, it's, that's something interesting that people should consider if they're interested in purchasing a new smartphone. You know, is it worth extra $70 to have, you know, an iPhone that's two generations newer, basically, if you count the 10s, Yeah. Mm -hmm. For only $70 more, and 64 gigabytes is going to be enough storage for me. Maybe I don't need the 256, you know? I mean... Honestly, I from like I said, sixty-four gigabytes. It's really, it, it, I think it's really a preference. I mean, like pricing-wise, I think it's worth it. But again, I, I'll say if you just don't need that storage, just go with the lowest model. I mean, sorry, not the lowest model, but like the lowest storage available. Um, and sixty-four gigabytes has been plenty for me. But I really so, think it depends the lifestyle and how you use your phone. So obviously, you know, I know we're spending a lot of time on this story, but you look at something like the iPhone XR. They're selling it refurbished. I love the cup, man. Thanks. You like the Appleosophy? The glass. glass. Yeah, look at that, man. So obviously we're spending quite a little bit of time on this story. But I think it's worth talking about because obviously this is a refurbished phone that sold out, you know, overnight. It's popular. It's a popular option for a lot of people. So I think we should spend some time to look at the different options that people have. And so when you're comparing something like an iPhone XR to the iPhone 11, things... Things like the screen, which largely def defines the whole experience, are the same. Same resolution, you know, same pixels per inch, PPI, everything. So 
chiefly what the normal non-tech nerd person is going to get out of upgrading from a 10R to an iPhone 11 is that wide angle camera. That's all they're really going to notice, right? Right. And so when and, you consider oh, and that night and night, night mode. mode and night mode on the camera which which is helpful every once in a while. I thought I would use it more than I do. <laughs> I use it time to time. I don't, yeah, um, it's really helpful when you need it. But I know. it, it yeah. comes down to, you know, a handful of camera features and how much that's worth to you. Right. I think uh, you know, a couple of years ago we saw these surveys where battery and camera were some of the most important features on a smartphone. Um, mm-hmm. And so when you take something like the iPhone XR that's already great at those things and it's being offered for this unbeatable price point, um, you know, there's a lot of different options to consider. I think it's great that we're exploring those things. I agree, yeah. I mean, if you're looking at this in a customer perspective, they have a choice and... Um... Apple offers a ton of choices. I mean, I think there's a, I think there's an iPhone for everyone that just that's just right for them, in my opinion. Well, and you look at things like the trade-in program that they've started a long time ago, back in 2015. You look at things like the iPhone trade-in program, and now you have, you know, okay, my phone may cost a thousand dollars, but now it's acting as a subsidy for my new phone. And oh, someone, sorry. Someone commented, I bought the iPhone XS more than a year ago, and it's still great as it was. Yeah, um, the iPhone XS is definitely going to last for a long time. I'm guessing up to the next five years for sure. At least five to seven years mm-hmm. uh, of software support. Definitely. Well, when you think about things like this, you, you know, trade-ins becoming really popular. Um, you, again, I was saying your, your older phone acts as a subsidy for your new phone. and Well, yeah. I think Apple's been good about offering those options. And if you look at the marketplace, even if you don't want to you know, trade in and sell back to, app, to Apple, iPhones hold their value a lot longer than any other phone on the market. That, 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 is, that is definitely true. I um, mean, you see... Even Macs. Yeah, you see like, Macs. Almost, and, any, almost any Apple product, except for... I think Beats sometimes struggle. Like, I, I got these Beats. I wonder how much I got these Beats for. You said the Beats X. yeah. I got them for $39, refurbished. Actually, no, sorry, not refurbished, open box condition. I mean, I think I think Beats can't... I think it really depends, but I think some Beats models Beats, like, lose their Beats value Beats are a, a different bit. story because they're that, headphones, right? And the, the exactly. people are paying for the brand. They're paying for that logo. Um, we talked about this last week on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Things like AirPods, Apple, you know, this whole Apple, Apple audioscape that we have with... Uh, HomePod and AirPods Pro and the regular AirPods, they're delivering some great hardware, some great right. sound. Um, is it is it professional sound? I mean, not necessarily, but the accessibility and the convenience is there. And when you compare the sound of something like something that's Apple audio based per se compared to uh, Beats, the audio is a lot better. The convenience is a lot better. You have all these things going for the Apple audioscape. And so when you look at Beats, it's really just the brand. And that's why you're hearing all these rumors about, is Apple going to phase out Beats? Well, The point look, being, yeah, you have, you have something like the iPhone, a Mac, or an iPad. They hold their value a lot longer than any of their competitors in the smartphone, tablet, and laptop landscape. And that's yeah, something that's to consider. Sure. Is when you, yeah, when you buy into the Apple ecosystem... Um, you're buying something that's going to maintain its value for a long time. So someone commented, best iPhone at the moment is? 
Um, that was from who was it from? That was from five lack o underscore. Um, so I think the best iPhone at the moment is I think it really depends if you're a professional. Go for iPhone 11 Pro. I don't know. People describe professional. People define Pro in many ways, but um, I'll say iPhone 11. Well, and we're gonna get to that in a second iPhone 11 was named, you know, the best-selling smartphone uh, of the first for the first quarter of 2020 and the fourth quarter of of 2019. So it's a very popular smartphone. Uh, people people seem to love, love the iPhone 11. Um, again, as Holden mentioned earlier, there's it seems to be we're at a point now where you have things like the iPhone SE um, that do start at just 399. And there's an iPhone for everybody. Right. Um, so I want to move on to the next story. Um, oh, fudge. iPhone 13 camera leaks <laughs> are here already. You see what oh I boy. did there? The, the I play on there? words? Oh, fudge. Should I explain right, so to people that I... don't understand? Yeah, yeah, explain. <laughs> okay. So we have a Twitter user that goes by the name of Fudge. That's their username. And he, she, they, them leaks these things we don't know we don't know mm-hmm. leaks these things these details about upcoming products um and this one appears this latest leak appears to be a a schematic of the iphone 13 camera setup keep in mind we're expecting the iphone 12 later this year so we're talking two years in advance this is what things might look like now our fudge, now fudge, our leaker here said that we should take these leaks with a grain of salt. So keep that in mind. Uh, but some of the specs that people are inferring by by looking at this schematic is one a 64 megapixel wide angle lens with one times optical zoom, six times digital zoom, a 40 megapixel telephoto lens with three to five times optical zoom and a 15 to 20 times digital zoom. That's really good. Yeah, so we're, so it's a quad system here. A 64 megapixel anamorphic lens for video capture. So a 2.1 to 1 aspect ratio, which is really interesting. We'll see some cinema quality stuff there if this is true, again, with a grain of salt. A 40 megapixel ultra-wide lens with optical reverse zoom. That's another thing we're seeing here. So again, we have this quad camera setup along with a what looks to be a LiDAR sensor below the module. Um, again, Apple just launched the 2020 iPad Pro uh, back in March, and so we're seeing Apple experimenting with these new technologies for this for the first time, this LiDAR stuff, and we're seeing how, how that's improving uh, the AR, the augmented reality landscape for a lot of people. And so this is very new, new stuff. It's on the horizon. And I think we're all anxious to see what Apple is going to do with AR down the road. It seems like they have big plans. Oh, maybe. Okay, moving on. So Apple has bought another company. So Apple has bought the machine learning company, well, their startup, and they are called Inductive. So machine learning startup Inductive has been um, bought by Apple, according to a report published by Bloomberg. Inductive has been developing technology used to identify and correct errors in data sets. The report details how the engineering team from Inductive has joined Apple to work on several different projects, including Siri, machine learning, and data science. 
Apple released a statement regarding their recent um, uh, acquisition, stating buys. Uh, sorry, buy smaller technology companies from time to time, and we generally do not discuss our purpose or plans. The machine learning startup Inductive was founded by professors from Stanford University, University of Waterloo, and the University of Wisconsin. So, bro, yes, I know App- Apple's always buying small companies here and there. Um, so this is nothing un- This is nothing out of the ordinary, I'll say. But, bro, what are your initial thoughts on Apple making this move? We've seen Apple. Apple has a habit of swallowing companies like this, right? Uh, adopting, you know, different technologies so that they can implement those technologies later on in their own products, uh, and they do that by acquiring these companies. We saw their 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 interest in AR, VR, and artificial intelligence sort of ramp up around 2016 uh, when mm-hmm. Apple acquired Turi. That's so that was like a Seattle-based startup. Um, and they specialized in machine learning, artificial intelligence, all this stuff. Um, Apple's since released certain things since that. So they've, they've released Turi Create. Um, so it's it's a software API for simplifying machine learning uh, and model developments. So that's pretty interesting. Um, Apple also acquired Silk Labs, another startup. It's based on privacy-focused artificial intelligence. In 2020... Uh, Apple also acquired NextVR, a company with over a decade of experience in virtual reality. So we're seeing Apple absorb these companies. Um, do they always implement some of, some of these technologies that they have that they have purchased from other companies? Not always, um, but I think what we're seeing here, and it's typical of Apple, is a strong emphasis on on security and a strong emphasis on delivering uh, software that's easy to use that's intuitive, that understands you. You know, if you look at the original vision that they had with Siri, and, they, and they've largely neglected this. It's, I mean, that's the consensus. You don't even have to call it out. Yeah. Right. Their intention with Siri was, okay, we want an assistant that's going to understand you. You talk to it like a human. You can, you can converse with it. You can ask, you know, questions that relate to previous topics that you've already talked to it about. Um, and so... When you look at something like Inductive, which they just purchased this week, their focus is on automating tasks and then analyzing those tasks to say, okay, what are some errors that we can correct? So you have artificial intelligence models that are are building knowledge over time, understanding when they've given you the thing that you want and when they haven't. So they're understanding where they're messing up and then correcting themselves. And, and and I think that's exciting. I think we can we can only hope that Apple implements this technology in such a way that makes Siri um, a competitive assistant. Right, because if you look at it in the market, if you look at the market right now, Siri analysts and stuff are saying that Siri isn't smart, isn't the smartest out there. It isn't perfect. Um, I'll see the leading ones are probably, I think Google, probably Google Assistant, Amazon Alexa. Don't you think? Yeah, I mean, you, you you look at artificial intelligence assistants right now, like Siri, like Alexa, like Google, and you see that Apple's very much at the bottom of the totem pole. Um, the HomePod would be so much more of a competitive product if Siri was better, <laughs> if Siri worked no, yeah. more efficiently, because it delivers killer sound, 
Apple Music integration is there. Um, AirPlay 2 is there. Home automation is there. You know, it's it's a great piece of hardware, but it's it's being stifled by this this assistant that feels like it's from 2010. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Is it? I do gotta say, um, I like the voice. I, I think. Do, do you like the voice of Siri? Because I know some people are not a fan of the new voice, and it's just a general question. Well, they improved it um, in iOS 12. Yeah. Right. Right. They integrated yeah, a bunch DC, of a bunch it. of machine learning. You know, we have some buzzwords here today: machine learning stuff. You know. And they were they, they ran a few uh, audio comparisons on uh, during the keynote that showed us okay, this is how we corrected some of the the stutters and the irregularities that we found in Siri's voice. And you know, does it sound a lot better today than it did a year ago than the year before? Definitely. Um, but I think a lot of those things come down to preference. I agree. Um, so we're moving on to the next door. Next, we'll be talking about. Um, Apple Watch. Most specifically, we're talking about um, new leather straps for Apple Watch. So, Apple is to release redesigned leather straps for Apple Watch. So, um, so a new report from 9to5Mac shows Apple is planning on releasing redesigned leather loops for the Apple Watch. So, the, the leather loop gives Apple gives Apple Watch a special, a special authentic look, and which is mostly loved by professionals. Apple currently provides only four different colors. Um, and uh, the demand for more colors was always there. Understanding this, Apple is planning to release new leather loops with a re- redefined design. So if you look on AppleLossy.com, uh, we have an image of what these look like. But these are this, this was first reported by 9to5Mac, by the way. And I believe this, this the, more images were also revealed on Reddit and some other Apple News. Some Apple News. Well, uh, re- sorry, some Apple News sources. Go ahead. Again, shout out to Nine to Five Mac for for providing us with the first look at these new bands. They're unreleased, so uh, I don't know how seriously we can take these leaks. Um, they look Apple branded. Um, yeah, only, I'm only the time photo. will tell. Um, right. You know, for a lot of people, the leather loop is is something they're not really familiar with. It's not a very popular Apple Watch band. It's a little on the expensive side, and. Um, if you look at if you look at quality in terms of quality, you look at reviews online. A lot of people have commented saying, you know, the band, the leather feels dry. It's not breathable. Um, it's it's difficult to put on, and so these it looks like, like. And we don't we don't even, we don't know the price of these new watch band of these new watch bands because they have a new design. So what yeah. are you thinking the pricing could be? I mean, if they want to be competitive here, I think you know it. it bring it down by fifty dollars at least. Have them start at ni- at, at ninety nine dollars, um, and 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 maybe that'll get some people interested in this band. Again, it's genuine leather. Apple's really passionate about offering, you know, premium materials and its products. I think what they're aiming to do with this is make the leather loop relevant. Because I think it's a, it's a genius form factor, it's a genius design, and a lot of people like the aesthetic of it, um, but it's not offered in a large variety of colors, and people just don't like the feel of the material, and they feel like it's difficult to, to put on. Um, this eliminates uh, the, the tucking mechanism that we had before, um, and it's just strictly magnet-based if you look at the leaks here. Um, so that may, that may make the band more accessible, easier to put on, take on and off. 
mm-hmm. uh, easier I, for I gotta, charging. I do gotta say, I like the new, I like the colors. Um, some of them, I think the colors are cool. And this, I like the blue one. Let's let's consider something like this, Holden, because this is a, this is an interesting interesting nugget here that I have. If you yeah. look at Apple's watch bands from the past one and a half two years. They're making them more accessible in the sense that they're getting rid of uh, clasps and and they're making fully removable uh, watch bands in the sense that they're more friendly when it comes to wireless chargers, mats per se. And we've heard a lot of rumors, a lot of echoes about the fact that, uh, that AirPower is making a comeback, that Apple's elusive charging mat is, is, is in the works, it's going to come back, it's, it's finally going to release. And we're seeing this theme with with Apple Watch bands now from Apple, where things like the Milanese Loop, where you previously, you know, if you took it off, you couldn't you couldn't take it fully out of the clasp. It would never lay flat. And so now um, we're seeing that the bands are doing that. Could this be an indication that Apple is in fact working on their own charging mat? Since right now there's not many options as far as uh, Qi enabled Apple Watch chargers. You only have that puck some some charging stands that work quite differently um so that's something interesting interesting to look at i agree um but yeah overall look at these apple watch bands um um if you're if you're looking at a timeline when these could release um i honestly there there hasn't been any indication when these could possibly leak but people are saying anytime maybe around wdc or maybe september that's what i've heard so far um, have you heard anything else, Brown? You know, it's it's a very new leak, um, and I haven't heard many details. I've just I've just sort of seen photos, and you know, leaks of okay, this is what it's going to look like. This is how it's supposed to feel, um, but nothing more than that. Right. Um, so moving on to the next story. So next we're gonna be talking about the Apple Pro Display XDR. So Apple uh, wins. Uh, Apple basically won a reward for uh, it's a displays of the year award for its Pro X for its Pro Display XDR. So Apple has had announced the Pro Pro Display XDR along with the Power Mac Pro and WWDC 2019. The Power Mac along with the Pro Display XDR was finally released after much um, incubation in December of 2019. The Pro Pro Display XDR features a 6K resolution, again, 32-inch display. Um, So going, moving on, basically, the Society of Information Display has announced winners for the 26th Annual Display Industry Awards, and the Pro Display XDR is one of the winners, and uh, is listed first under the Displays of the Year category. Um, So this is not a surprise. This is probably one of the best displays Probably, I wouldn't say the best display of the market exactly, but it's definitely one of the best displays out there. Well, um, one of the reasons you see that premium price tag for the Pro Display XDR is because its its main competitors are these forty three thousand uh, dollar reference monitors. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and if you look at what it's offering, the specs that it's offering, like a six K resolution, that twenty million pixels, that billion to one contrast ratio, which is is largely unprecedented in the in the display sphere right now um it, its price range is competitive and what it's it's 10-bit color depth things like that all that stuff is very competitive for the people that need these kind of reference monitors um this 
this award from the Society of Information Display is no surprise. If you read a little bit further here, we can also see that Apple won awards for the iPad Pro uh, 2018, the iPhone 10, and the Apple Watch Series 4. Oh, wow. Um, but yeah, looking overall, I think it's, it's, it's honestly not a surprise. Like, I mean, for how much is this display cost and what it's offering, I mean, it, I, I don't think... I don't think it's a surprise for any of us for any of us that Apple has won an award for this display. Um, so we're moving on to the next story now. So we're going to be talking about Apple retail stores. So about 100 more Apple retail stores is to be open in the United States. Um, so basically, um, from May 11th, around 25 Apple stores have... So I'm sorry. First, I'm going to go over a little timeline first. So on May 11th, um, around 25 Apple stores have reopened in the U.S., but most of those stores were focusing on pickups and repairs only. Um, as a relaxation to that, um, Apple is planning to re reopen approximately 100 retail stores in the United States. Um, so I believe some of these stores are already open again. Um, I know my Apple store opened. There's two Apple stores in Austin, and both of them opened, I believe, I think, I think, I believe yesterday or two days ago. I don't know. They opened this week, I know for a fact. Um, so you can see these Apple stores are starting to open. Um, so there's a list of, of just over 100 Apple stores that are opening in some form, whether that be uh, in-store in service and sales um, or curbside pickup. Um, a lot of these stores are operating differently. Um, so, you, you know, we could go through the details here, but since it is over 100 stores, it would be easier for people to, if they're interested in this story, read the article online at com. Again, shout out to 9to5Mac for for providing us with a lot of this information. Right, yeah, I gotta give credit to 9to5Mac for this because they've been, they provide a super interactive map. Um, uh, like you can see which stores are open around the world. Um, I think it's really cool, so shout out to them. Hi, um, Jaden. <laughs> Sup, Jaden? Okay, so moving on, we're gonna be moving on to the next story. So next we're talking about iPhone 11. So we talked about, you mentioned this earlier in, in you mentioned this earlier in episode 29, but um, the iPhone 11 bags the most popular smartphone in Q1 of, of 2020 segment. So basically what this means is uh, Apple, basically iPhone 11 is number one for Q1 iPhone 11 is the most popular smartphone. Right. Um, so once again, so Apple is predicted to become right with this. Yes, the iPhone 11 is the most popular phone in the first quarter of 2020. Um, according to according to the research form, um, um, Omadia, Omda, how do you say that? Omda? Okay. Om, Omdia. 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 Okay. Go. A research firm <laughs> titled Omdia. Um, Apple has shipped a Apple has shipped about um, 19.5 million units already for Q1 2020. Um, I'm definitely one of those 19.5 million people. I ordered. I have the iPhone 11. You picked up the um, white iPhone 11, correct? Oh uh, yeah, I have the white, I have the white color. Um, so um, look, so if you're if you're looking from this research company, they they ranked um, iPhone 11 as number one, and then they rated the Galaxy A51. The A Galaxy A51. You haven't seen the okay. commercial for it, man? No, Dude, it's viral it's right now. It's really? so hilarious. Uh, all right, here, I'm going to watch it after this episode. The, the, the awesome screen, awesome camera, long-lasting battery life. You haven't seen that? No, I didn't see, I don't watch Oh, it's hilarious, man. I, 
Okay, so um, that that works number two. Okay, and then if we're looking down, the iPhone 10R is ranked five. The iPhone 11 Pro Max is ranked six. And then Ouch. oh wow, the i the iPhone. If we're, if we're comparing this from Q1 19, um, app iPhone 10R was number one. So with with a sold of 13.6 million. Wow. And iPhone 11's 19.5. So the iPhone 11 definitely outperformed the uh, Jaden said god I hate that ad so much I'm gonna have to watch it now if you guys haven't um, seen it I highly recommend it just just go on YouTube and, and type in Galaxy A51 Samsung ad it's hilarious so, so our last story uh, before we answer uh, questions is we're gonna be talking about uh, Apple Glass so Apple AR glasses will be priced up for, at four ninety nine. So Apple's rumored to have been developing a smart augmented reality glass for a long time. We are hearing rumors about this unreleased product in the last couple of years, obviously. But according to the best leaker, I love John Prosser, I love him. According to leaker John Prosser from the YouTube channel, Front Page Tech, these smart augmented reality glasses, which have been rumored in the last few years, will be named Apple Glass and will be priced at $4.99 with customizable uh, options from prescription lenses. According to Prosser, Apple Glass was supposed to be announced at a one more thing in their event for the fourth quarter of uh, 2020 or in the first quarter of 2021, but the coronavirus pandemic may create a delay in the announcement date. So basically we can see Apple Glass at Q4, at around Q420 or um, Q1 2021. So if you look so, at, and I've, I've watched the, the John Prosser video, he, he's really thorough. I, lo I love his videos. He was detailing by his perception where Apple is at this point. And he's saying, Apple says, okay, we want to make this a one more thing. We want to show it to people uh, at the iPhone 12 event later this year. Um, but this this all hinges on the whole coronavirus thing and whether or not um, we can have people in the audience. They want they want bodies in the seats. <laughs> they want people to have I a hands-on experience. <laughs> so, um, and so, and, and they they want people to have this hands-on experience, this hands-on demo uh, mm. with Apple Glass, and they're really passionate about that. They don't want this to be just a press release. Uh, so they may delay it uh, well into 2021 uh, just for that reason, and that's that's what we're hearing from John Prosser. It's interesting to note. You know, you have this, it's, it's, a lot of people laugh at this, but I call the, the $499 price tag approachable. Because if you think about this, this is breakthrough technology. And at that price tag, uh, it's going to be accessible to a lot of people. Think about the very first iPad and how revolutionary that was. And, and, and how across many industries, you know, things changed overnight because of this amazing device. This is something that, that, that's similar to something we can see with Apple Glass. It's going to be a revolutionary new product. It's going to offer this this new digital landscape. This way we can interact with our world in real time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at $499, that's a, I think that's an approachable price point for the hardware that they're offering. I think people were expecting to be more expensive, um, from my understanding. But I think $499 is a reasonable price, I'm going to be honest with you, for... Um, and like like I said, um, John Prosser said, um, do not expect it to be like, um, I guess you can say what you think it is, 
Um, that's what he said. He said he said something like that. Um, he said um, a lot more. A lot more features will be added the um, second generation of the Apple Glass, but um, the first generation is going to be like introductory, like Apple Watch, for example. It's it's definitely much going to be um, a beta product per se, and we're seeing sim something similar to what we've seen with the Apple Watch in that it's going to be a companion device, so to speak. So there's there won't be a lot of hardware uh, packed into this thing beyond a lidar sensor and perhaps a camera. Um, it'll it'll be it'll connect via Bluetooth to your iPhone, and it's expected to only work with uh, iPhones that have four gigabytes of RAM. So we're talking the 10s, 10R, and later. Um, mm -hmm. And it's said to work with these proprietary Apple QR codes. So we saw some of those leaked earlier this week. Um, those are interesting. Um, this is, we also saw a leak about something called Gobi. That's a new, I think that's a code name for an app that Apple's right. working that was on. Leaked. That was leaked, I believe, about two weeks ago. So I think that's the, yeah, I think that's the code name for um, this this augmented reality companion app that Apple might be pairing with Apple Glass, and it'll help you interact with things around you via these proprietary QR codes. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, so overall, my, my thoughts on Apple Glass, I think they're, I think it's gonna, from my understanding, I think it's gonna be something, like whatever you're thinking what Apple Glass is gonna be like now, I, I don't think it's gonna be what you're thinking, of per se, but um, looking, like just reading this, I just find it amazing. Um, I'm I'm actually kind of excited for Apple Glass because it's a new it's a new product. Um, it's going to be a new product. It's going to be something we haven't seen from Apple. Um, so I'm really we have a comment here um, by Jaden in the comments, and he says it's more so an accessory than its own product, and I think that's that that says it all. I agree. It's, I agree. Just like the, like the Apple Watch. For yeah, example. it's a it's a companion device. Just like the Apple Watch. They don't come Watch. with Apple stickers. They don't come <laughs> with Apple stickers or accessory. That's what I learned. It's a, it's a companion device or accessory for um, for your phone. It helps enhance some of the capabilities of your phone uh, by offering this new augmented reality space. Um, when you look at something like the Apple Watch, we can say, okay, we've seen a similar playbook before, right, with Apple Watch because you didn't see Apple Watch become mainstream until Series 2, Series 3. So we saw Apple have to, you know, they had to work out a lot of the kinks um, and, and, and really learn how to market something so new. Right. And, and so there's be, a lot of different elements that go into yeah, that. There's a, and I think... Yeah, there's a lot, logistically, Apple's going to have to play around with. Um, but yeah, this has been rumored for, whew, how long? I've read stories about this since I think twenty sixteen. Like I mean, well, there's been rumors about it forever. Well, and it's kind of like the watch. You know, everybody was anticipating the watch. We knew it was coming. This is similar because we've seen Apple acquire all these these augmented reality companies, these VR based companies, these virtual reality based companies. Um, like I get, like I said, since twenty sixteen. So, um, it, it was. Is this unexpected? Yes, because mm, we didn't expect no. it to come this soon. <laughs> um, but I, I think it's something that a lot of people uh, are looking forward to.
if you think about it, if you're looking at the John Prosser leaks, let's see. iPhone 12, everything about the iPhone 12, iPhone SC, Apple Glass. I mean, John Prosser is on fire. He's on he fire is. right now. And I think he's doing a very good job of... He's careful with the information that he releases. It's no secret that you know, he tells his followers this. He, he'll say, you know, I have a lot of information right now, but I'm trying to figure out, you know, how credible is it? What, I, what am I going to tell you guys? How am I going to tell you guys? I think he does a very good job of prioritizing his credibility and, and understanding that, you know, I can't just regurgitate everything I hear. I have to verify if things are actually credible. So right. I think, he, oh, and, I think uh, he does a really good job with that. Jaden commented, 95 Mac is so upset with him. Yeah, that's that's kind of true. Especially when um, John Prosser called out 95 uh, Mac that one time. If you didn't see his video from like a couple months ago. Um, I, I mean, I think John Prosser and the mainstream Apple media, um, I think they... I, I don't think they like each other at times, like, let's just say. Well, John Prosser is, you know, he's a new player to the game. Um, he's a new kid on the block, and I think there's something <laughs> That's about... That's a good way to describe it. There's something about that that I think 9to5Mac is threatened by, simply because, you know, he, he, he does know his stuff, and he, and he got a lot of things right that 9to5Mac that didn't get right this time. And, you know, we could sit I'm, here and we could play right. semantics about... With the iPhone SC, 9.5 Mac got half of it wrong. Like, with the, but that's like, the thing. We shouldn't be everything. poking people because they got it wrong. They're that's leaks. That's true. They're, they're leaks and rumors. We're involved that's in this community exactly. because we, we feed off the anticipation, the excitement of what we can expect from um, That's why it's called Apple companies. News and Rumors, okay? These are just rumors, okay? Exactly. They're like... rumors. So, you know, I, do I think Prosser was in the wrong? Do I think 9.5 Mac is in the wrong? No, I don't think they're both wrong or both right. It's 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 the nature of the game. And, you know, Prosser's very new to the game, and he's learning how to tread lightly. He's learning how to build his credibility, how to prioritize, you know, what he's going to release, what he's going to say, what he's going to leak and when. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a very competitive, very fast-paced, very, very... Uh, it's an environment where people are very critical. Okay, so I think we're going to answer some questions now. Uh, let me pull up the first question. So the first question is from AF, Afred underscore. Um, how to watch WWDC 2020 online? Will it be streaming on YouTube? That's a really good question. So I, I can't, I'm very positive it's going to be streamed on Apple.com on the Apple events page on apple.com and probably the Apple developer website for sure. But for, sure. I will be for YouTube, I'm not 100% sure because due to the certain um, circumstances right now with the COVID-19 pandemic and Apple's going to do it differently this year. So well, I'm saying, I'm thinking that it's possible it could be on YouTube because Apple's done that in the past with... They have, yeah. With um, past Apple events. So I definitely see... I, 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 I'll, I'll say it's definitely possible it'll be streaming on YouTube. Maybe even Twitter. I know, I know Apple done Twitter and YouTube, but I know Apple done both before. I think part of part of why people are so interested in what Apple is doing is because they they like to promote their own hardware, their own software. And so for a long time, it was like, 
almost like an exclusive club where you felt special. It's like, oh, I can watch the Apple event because I have QuickTime installed and I'm on a Mac. And, you know, and so Apple, Apple, it largely feeds off of that, um, that brand loyalty, especially with the HTML5 thing where it's like, okay, well, you know, we're not, we're never going to support Flash and we're just going to wait for everybody to conform to us. Exactly. You know, they're, they're, they're sort of annoying in that way, but also it's part of their brand and we're seeing them sway away from that lately. We're seeing them uh, making their events, making their press releases more accessible on social media, uh, on things like Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok even. Um, so I think they're realizing that, okay, we need to prioritize, you know, being more accept- accessible to as many people as we can. We can't make it our own special club and force people to, you know, to install our software to watch our stuff or only come to our website to watch our stuff. I think it's a matter of getting the word out there in any way that they can. Right. Okay, so I'm going to move on to the um, next story. What is your thoughts on AirTags? So, if you don't know, back in early April 2020, um, we first reported, uh, we first reported, we first basically reported that uh, Apple leaked AirTags in an Apple support video on YouTube. Within 15 minutes after reported it, reported it, um, the video got taken down by Apple, and then it got picked up by mainstream Apple media. Um, so here's what we know about AirTags so far. So the pricing. I've, have you heard anything about the pricing, Brom? Um, I think that's the one detail we've been missing about AirTags. It, you know, again, I've heard, I've heard rumors here and there in the in deep buried deep in the threads on reddit um i don't think there's anything credible out there right now as far as what the price is going to be i'm gonna make a prediction it has I'm to be competitive with tile right i'm predicting 79 dollars or 99 dollars. that's my prediction wow. <laughs> we'll see i could be right or wrong it could be 50 but that's my prediction um 79 dollars or 99 dollars. we'll see oh boy there's a very i think it is possible it could be maybe $49, like how much Apple Watch bands cost, but I'm not 100% sure. But I'm really thinking... It'll be interesting to, to see. Right. Um, but I think it'll be... I think it'll be more expensive than Tile, for sure. Um, the right, Apple the version next. of everything is always more expensive. <laughs> no kidding. But but when you see things like, like iPhone SE and how Apple is, is prioritizing offering the best technology that they can... At, at every price point that they can, you know, you, you start to wonder like, okay, can Apple afford to to sell an item tracker that's a lot cheaper than a tile and therefore establish itself overnight as this largely competitive firm in a in, in this this wireless tracking market? You know, right. you know, what gambles are they willing to take? Um Okay, so I'm going to move on to the next question. So this question... This is an interesting question. Is Apple still hiring? I keep seeing job postings. Um, yes, Apple's been hiring everywhere. Um, Apple's always hiring, especially with the new campuses being built in Austin. and They're always uh, they're, gonna, they're always hiring. There's not going to be a time Apple's ain't going to be hiring. Oh, bro, I'm just like to stop you there. We have about... One minute and 21 seconds left. So, guys, um, we're going to uh, end this live stream. Then we're going to start one again in about three minutes from now. So, be sure to stay tuned if you want to answer, if you want to ask any questions for me or Brom. It can be about Apple. It can be about, it can be about how my day is. Um, <laughs> yeah.
Um, wow, we got a lot of questions actually, because I asked them on my story. We asked them on the app philosophy story, and so oh, this is a nice comment. Someone said, "Hey, thank you in advance for your support. You're welcome." You're welcome. We love you. All right, here's a question: Are AirPod are AirPods Pro worth the extra money? So, um, Debrom, do you have the Air, you have the AirPods Pro, correct? What are your thoughts? Do yeah. you think it's worth the money? No. Really? I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'll just say. Of course they're worth the money. The sound's a lot better. You know, it has a bass that really punches. The fit's a lot better. I can work out with them now, uh, which is something I couldn't say for the older ones, um, the, the older model. Um, I find that battery life is a lot better. Uh, noise cancellation is great when I really want to focus on my work and just, and just sort of have some some lo-fi chill you know hip-hop beats to relax or study to oh, I, I do that time to time <laughs> if anybody if anybody got that easter egg <laughs> the um, um what's it called but the... yeah i think i think the sound is excellent wireless charging uh, is is just so convenient and, and i love how they feel in my ears they're like little clouds little clouds i, I tried on the airpods pro before because my friend bought some and i tried them on um and uh, I got, I just gotta say, I love, I, they feel great on your ears. Um, the noise cancellation, I think, is awesome. Um, use that technology. Um, but that's basically, yeah. The sound is significantly better than the regular AirPods. That's something that people don't talk about. Really? Oh. The well, sound doesn't is a it lot have, better. One thing I noticed, it has like, has like more of a kit, kind of like how Beats do. Yeah. Yeah, it it has, it it's excellent sound. Okay, so let me pick another question. Send us more questions, guys. Yeah, a lot of questions. I'm just trying to pick. Pick a good one. So here's a question. <laughs> Oops, and then slow. Oh, there it goes. What are the main projects of Apple? I'll say, iPhone, iPhone 12, Apple Watch Series Six. New MacBook Pro coming soon, I know. Um, a new iPad, I think maybe eighth generation. Apple Glass, that's five. Apple's always innovating and developing, so these are just some So in talking about some of the things that Apple's working on, uh, you know, we're not going to spend too long here, but something that we should note is we've heard over and over again that because of the coronavirus pandemic, you know, we've seen Apple move a lot of its production efforts from China uh, to Taiwan, to Vietnam uh, for the iPad, for things like the AirPods Pro. Um, so in, we're seeing, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty surrounding this time that we're living in. And the main rumor that we're hearing from notable leakers like Prosser is that Apple is focusing all of its production efforts on iPhone 12 to have a new iPhone available by the end of the year. And um, mm -hmm. a lot of the other stuff like Apple Watch, like Apple Glass is on the back burner. We won't see it till 2021. And that's that's mainly what we're hearing right now. Right, that's what I've been hearing too. Um, okay, let me pick another question. Are you excited about Apple, oh, Apple Glass? Um, personally, yes. Um, like I said, I don't, uh, remember this, this is an introductory device. Apple's, this is, this is, a, the first generation isn't going to be the best, of course, is the introductory device. Like, think about how they did it with the Apple Watch. Um, so, um, 
I'm pretty excited about Apple Glass. I'm really looking forward to what Apple is really good, is going to be innovating in the future. Um, if you guys don't know already, Apple Glass, because of the COVID-19 pandemic, it's like there's there's some. We, we don't exactly know when they could announce this, but from what I heard... There's it's some Q- confusion about whether or not it's going to be delayed. Right. From what I heard, it's Q4 2020 or Q1 2021. So it could be end of the year or yeah. early 2021. But of course, Apple at any time can change that. And these are just on John, these are just based on John Prosser leaks, which are pretty reliable too. All right, let me pick another question. We'll do about five questions. Cool. Well, well, Thank you guys all for joining yeah, us. Wow, a lot of people are asking about Apple Glass. Well, I already answered that. <laughs> if you if you want uh, so this, uh, more of a, a more thorough analysis of Apple Glass and what to expect and when, definitely check out this podcast because we did a whole deep dive on Apple Glass and we'll be uploading it to Apple Podcasts uh, later later this afternoon. Okay, so here's the next question. This is from Will underscore B dot um, Rowan. Um, which is a better deal, the new MacBook Air or a Pro? I'm a student who doesn't do a ton of editing. I recommend the MacBook Air 100%. It's the perfect, in my opinion, I think it's the MacBook Air was designed for education. It's definitely a good, I don't think you need a Pro if you're going to, I actually use a Mac, I have a MacBook Air. I use it, but that's just me. But I recommend the MacBook Air. I think it's a perfect education um, computer, it's not. It's just amount. It's just the right power you need. I don't think you need that extra kick, which has with the pro. And you don't need. I don't think you need to spend that money. Um, what, what's your input, Brom? Well, you know, you know me. I'm Team iPad all the way, and and I'm able to accomplish a lot of professional tasks on my iPad, so to speak. But what I will say is, I, I agree with you, Holden, in that the MacBook Air is largely the education model the education MacBook. Um, it offers a great laptop experience, a great keyboard, um, and, and sustainable performance um, for people that are just looking for things like word processing, like making a presentation here and there. Um, it's it's definitely, it, it's a workhorse. Is it a power horse like the MacBook Pro? Not really, but it's a workhorse. It can get you through um, you know, most of the things that you're gonna throw at it, as long as you're not doing you know heavy, uh, video, photo, any kind of media editing, as long as you're not doing any hardcore media editing um, or messing around in CAD or anything like that, uh, MacBook Air will definitely do the job. So will an iPad Pro. Yeah, iPad, yeah. So it really comes down to to preference. Um, Okay, four more questions to pick. Well, there's another question. Someone, Someone said, what are the main projects of Apple next year? We already went over that. Oh, here's here's one. Is it worth upgrading Apple Watch Series four to five? No, that's me though. What, what, what's your input, Bron? Sadly, I would have to say yes. Really? I know I'm disli- I'm disappointing a lot of people by saying that, but for me and a lot of other people, um, the always on display is that one killer feature that Apple held off on for such a long time. They finally perfected it. It's finally available in the Series five, and it's it's just it's one of those killer features that's just like. Oh my God! I need to upgrade. This is amazing. It's it's been something that we've been asking for for a long time, and it just works so well. There's no more, you know, messing with your wrist, you know, trying to trying to get the time to come up. It's just there, waiting for you, like any classic watch. Exactly. And I think that's really cool. For me, 
I don't, I don't think it's worth upgrading, but this, like I said, this is just me. Um, well, I think it, it establishes it as, you know, a contemporary timepiece, a watch, you know, versus just this, this device that does all these things and can also tell time. That's what Apple Watch used to be. And now, now that that's there, it finally feels like a watch. Right. Um, okay, three more questions to go. All right, here's a question. I am using an iPhone XS Max. Should I upgrade to 12 Max or 12 Pro? Ooh, that's a, that's a tough one. You want to go first, Brom? Well, you know, we talk a lot about specs. It comes down to specs and it comes down to your preferences. You have to ask yourself questions like, how much do I value uh, a triple lens system? How much do how much am I going to use things like ultra wide and night mode? And you know how much do I how much do I value battery life? You know you can get three to four hours more battery life on an iPhone 12 Max or on an iPhone 12 Pro than you can a 10s Max, um, assuming that it maintains the same battery life as um, an 11. So you have to look at things like okay, well, what do I prioritize when it comes to a smartphone? Is it taking photos? Is, you know, is it performance? Is it long battery life? You have to look at those things and ask yourself, how much is that worth to me? Right. Um, let me see. All right. Next question. What are your thoughts on what are your thoughts on AirTag? We already answered that. Give me a second. I'm trying to find a good one. How's your day, my Holden? Doing, my days have been good so far. All right, here's one. iPhone SE or iPhone XS? Ooh, that's a tough one. I'll say iPhone XS. Honestly, it really well, depends what you want in a phone. It depends what you want, and it depends on the deal that you're getting. I mean, you know, I'm sure on some, you know, eBay or Craigslist marketplaces, you can find um, an iPhone XS for the same price as the latest gen iPhone SE. It really depends on the deal that you're getting. And again, what uh, what specifications mean the most to you. Mm -hmm. Some people just want a phone and they want security and they want sustainable performance and they want uh, a reliable device. And iPhone SE offers that. It, it, it allows you to, to maintain a presence in the Apple ecosystem, which offers a certain sense of security and performance and reliability that you can expect from Apple. So it really comes down to what features do you value the most. And with an iPhone XS, you compare that to an iPhone X, to an iPhone SE, and you say, okay, does an OLED screen really matter to me that much? Um, does does a telephoto camera matter to me? You know, these are different things that you ask yourself. Right. Um, next question, let's see. Oh, someone said, oh, here's one. We're gonna answer two more questions. Um, buy Apple Watch Series 5 or wait for Series 6? So, that's that hard, hard we don't, because yeah, we don't know too much yet about Series 6. Um, surprisingly, and, and we talked, we talked about this a couple of minutes ago. You know, Apple, we're hearing that Apple's shifting all of its supply chain efforts toward making sure that they can launch this iPhone in the fall, this iPhone 12 and 12 Pro. And 
So we may not see an Apple Watch Series 6 this year. It may be in, you know, in the first quarter of 2021 or even later. And so if you're someone who's waiting for the Apple Watch Series 6, who won't buy the Apple Watch Series 5 because you're waiting for the Series 6, it's not necessarily something that's on the horizon. It's not necessarily something that's going to be just around the corner. And, you know, it, and I'll reiterate this, it's something that, that you'll hear from popular tech YouTuber Renee Ritchie. Right. If it's there and it's out and it's what you want, get it. You know, if you're always constantly waiting for the next best thing, you'll never have what you want. If there's something that's out there and it offers, you know, what you need or what you want it to be, just get it. Apple Watch Series 5 also, also has some killer deals on Amazon right now. Oh, yeah. We're talking less than 50% yeah, off. Too. Or more than 50% off. Okay, we, oh, we got another question. This is the last question. This is from the dude. I'm sorry, this is my last question. After hearing your response, I'm looking at the air in... Oh, sorry, you can't see the whole question. I read out loud. I'm sorry, this is my last question. After hearing your response, I'm now looking at the air in the new 2020 model. Worth it. Then discontinue 2018-2019 airs. So, yeah, so go ahead. You can find a lot of killer deals on, on older, older gen MacBook Airs right now. But from my perspective, you know, I would encourage you um, to to look at education discounts. For instance, if you are a college student, um, you can 15%, you can right? buy the new MacBook Air. Fifteen percent or fifteen. Yeah, I believe it's with the MacBook Air specifically, and it's funny because you called it the education computer. Right. It goes down by a hundred dollars. It goes from nine hundred ninety nine to eight ninety nine. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So that's quite that's quite a difference. And it's because Apple knows that students are, are going for these these MacBook Airs. They're, they're really great for education. And a MacBook Air is surely something that will get you through college, that will get you through school. So I encourage you to look at education discounts. And then I encourage you to consider the, the fact that uh, Apple has made a lot of notable improvements with the 2020 MacBook Air compared to the 2019 model. They fixed the keyboard. That was a huge headline. Um, the, the, the faulty butterfly mechanism was finally fixed. They... They replaced it with the new traditional uh, scissors, scissor switch. The upgraded That's storage specs. Not new traditional. Stuff, I know. It, they replaced it with the traditional scissor switch mechanism that was redesigned to enhance reliability. There you go. <laughs> but, you know, when you consider something like the keyboard that you use, that you use all day, every day, mm -hmm. I would definitely encourage you to go for the newer MacBook Air. Not only does it offer 10th gen Intel Core processors, which is a huge jump over the latest model, you have uh, the newest keyboard, um, and, and you have tons of little improvements here and there that are going to enhance your experience. Hi, Nikias. Thanks for joining us in the comments. Oh, hey. Apple Watch World. Well, that's not his YouTube. He changed his YouTube <laughs> channel. All right, guys. So that's that's a, that's all the questions we we'll be answering for um, this week's episode. Um, if you're new to the podcast, be sure to um, be sure to give be sure to check uh, listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, Spotify, and others. And of course, for the latest Apple news and rumors, visit our website appleosophy.com. Uh, thank you for joining today's episode, Brom. It's been a pleasure having you. It's been a pleasure working with you, Holden. Oh, thank you. All right. Thanks for having me thank on. You. It's been a blast, guys. Thank you guys for, for being a part of the show and sending in your questions. It, it really we'll be back. It makes our job easier. We'll be and back again next week with the next episode, with episode 30. Um, 
Thank you guys and out. Bye guys.